Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. You may already know that SiriusXM brings you the deepest variety of commercial-free music for every genre and every mood. Where you hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood. Where you get news from every source, where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio, in addition to Jam On, Grateful Dead Radio, Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. Where you can listen to top comedy channels such as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio and Netflix's A Joke Radio and Sports Talk Radio from Barstool to ESPN and more to keep you up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. Subscribe now to listen outside the car on your phone, online, and at home, and get your first three months for just a dollar. And if you're a Fish fan, which you probably are, you can get tour updates and shows being played, which are a good complement to our quick hits. Visit SiriusXM.com slash HFPod to see offer details and to subscribe and start listening today. SiriusXM, no car required.
everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is the quick hit for the second night of Camden. I am here with one of our hosts, RJB. RJ, how was the show last night? Hey, um, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I apologize, I'm at the train station, so there's background noise. But it was, um, it was an interesting show, you know? Um, I heard a lot of diverging opinions leaving the show, but, but I had a good time. And there were, some, uh, there were some interesting choices in there, I think, that we can chat about <laughs> uh yeah i've actually i've seen everything from ra- the full scope of saturday night special to this was the show of tour from one yeah. guy from a text that i woke up to hey dave um so yeah i i've listened to the first set and uh the ruby through the ruby waves in second so i i haven't had time to get into this whole thing uh, but i've enjoyed what i've heard i think they're playing strong even if uh, maybe some people disagree with the setlist choices or the quickness of the transitions or what have you, uh, so yeah. but let's let's get down into the details. Tell me about uh, first of all, there was a a thing yesterday, an Osiris there was thing. A thing. Tell us there about the thing. Osiris event. At yeah, it was great. The, the people at Tonewood Brewing and and Fear of a Craft Beer Planet took um, took care of us and brought us all together to talk on about fish and drink beers and hang out and meet people in person and it was really fun a lot of people showed up we appreciate people coming out and saying hi and um yeah it was really good it was a it was a good event and right when we were kind of packing up the event itself it started pouring in uh in oakland where tonewood is and then it it poured kind of on our drive to camden and then it it cleared up so it was it was the second day in a row of good timing for the weather um in that you know didn't didn't disrupt or my commute, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were um, coming home from our vacation and driving through those same storms. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was wicked, wicked. I'm, I'm glad it didn't greatly Im- impact the uh, the rock concert, though. Uh, I guess it delayed everything the night before, but uh, not yeah. tonight. And the, the timing was a little off, you know, last night. I don't know if because there was, there was a good storm that was supposed to come through. It kind of started a little early, and then it seemed like the set... I mean, the set was probably a normal length, but it just seemed like the timing. I don't know if they were anticipating a break in between the sets because of another storm system, because um, the timing just seemed a little bit off. Um, but but it all worked out fine. Yeah. So let's get into the details yeah. of the rock concert. Um, yes. Uh, big uh, proper total mics uh, opener there. Yeah, it really came out came out swinging. You know, um, I think like the big theme for me is like the. You know the mics in the divided sky are open in the first set. Aside, this there's so many new songs, right? We got 20 to 30 probably new songs between Ghosts of the Forest, Casper Vox, stuff. And this is our first real tour since a lot of those um, songs were written and, and played. You know, so the it offers a lot of opportunities for risk taking. I think, and I think you know sometimes it, it pays off really well, and sometimes it's like a little bit harder to land. And I think we're seeing that kind of evolve, but these set lists you wouldn't you'd never see before right because these are new songs so it's kind of interesting um but this first set was sort of the antithesis of that pretty much everything was kind of an older tune uh coming into set one i don't know if that was intentional but i think the energy was good and people were psyched divided sky was beautiful and then the everything's right jam was kind of a, a first real you know big jam of the of the evening yeah you know it's funny that comes in at under 10 minutes but it's perfect like it gets out there and it 
kind of resolves itself nicely uh, all in that time. I, I, I really enjoyed listening to that this morning. And it drops into Gula Papyrus, which is, uh, I thought was pretty well played uh, in my cursory listen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> they said, you know, they said something about Osiris, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nice. Um, and we, um, but yeah, it was the sparkle, you know, like that was a good, I don't know. This, the first set was great. And there were, there wasn't really a down moment, you know, it all kind of like flowed really well together. I, I have to share with everybody that, you know, just a few minutes ago while we were texting and, you know, getting this set up, I was listening to the end of the first set and that peak in 46 days is amazing. Like yeah. that is, that is money. That is, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it in more, uh, you know, scientific terms other than to say <laughs> that they, they really built something there and it was worth writing. It was, it was outstanding. And you're right about the, the length, you know, like it was only 10 and a half minutes to make everything's right, but they got right into it and didn't waste any time. So um, very efficient use of getting into the jams, you know. Um, there wasn't a lot of exploration in those jams. They, they got straight to it. And I think same thing with the Blazon opener. It was only nine minutes, um, but when I was... You know, when it was happening, I thought it was much longer than that, because just because they they did get pretty far out there. Um, and I do, you know, Jonathan. I think you and I are similar in that we don't do a lot of complaining about fish, because why would you? Because it's just music that you go to see. Right. Um, however, I don't know why you would. <laughs> I don't know why you would like choose to ripcord a blaze on jam into NICU. That's just like I, I don't think I'll understand that. Um, but I don't need to because you know, it's not my choice. And I, I found it. Found it a little odd. And ICU is a cool song, and uh, Trey kind of found it and decided to go with it. I, that's the best I can interpret from just listening to it on the uh, yeah. on the recording this morning. Yeah, I think you know, I think like the the Blazon, the Golden Age, um, both of those seem like they were getting somewhere. And Trey just you know it happens. Like, like you, sometimes Trey doesn't have the patience to see those things all the way through. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, he's he, you know we don't we don't really know his vision either. He's no. you know so he he's seeing it one way, and we're just uh, picking up the pieces after he's destroyed yeah. the building. Um, I think I do think you know I mean I think patience is such an important you know component of any music, particularly any improv music, right? Um, sure. And I, I think that I think that varies day to day. I'm sure it does for all four members of the band, not just Trey. Um, but you could see him kind of like you know kind of cycling through looking for something um and i think the ruby waves is where they found that you know probably the best best time of the night which again this, these new songs like provide these opportunities but 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 it's a risk you know um and i'm sure it feels risky to them having not played these songs very many times do you think yeah well i think um i think you're making very good points and I, last night you tweeted something during the show of what is trey trying to get to mm-hmm. uh, or I'm, I'm paraphrasing it's not exactly Right. But, uh, you know, and people, there were jokes about, you know, bed and, you know, what have you, or character zero encore or those kinds of things. But, but, you know, he, he may well have been looking for the space that felt right. And Ruby waves, he found some room and found something to play with. Um, but it may also have been the, uh, the big debut later in the set that he was looking for. Good point. Yeah. I mean, so that, you know, Ruby Waves, the jam was just really, really good. And again, same same with the others that we talked about. It didn't take long. So that 14 minutes is feels like 20, you know. Um, being being in that jam was, was really a great, that was a great moment. Um, 
and then death don't hurt very long you know again like do, do whatever you want you know not my band but <laughs> in the middle of the second set that, that don't hurt very long and rift sort of mid-second set would seem a little like again sort of a step back or or kind of waiting to see what was what was next but whatever they're feeling they're going to do obviously yeah um, you know i can't comment on how this sounded because i haven't heard this bit but i would say that um I, I think it's a good gag for death don't hurt very long to be extremely short <laughs> right 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 it was really short less than three minutes yeah um and then like you said maybe the beneath the sea of stars i mean i thought we were in the middle of like a you know late 80s dark star as i said last night um really cool but again only eight minutes but like I don't know, two minutes into it, we were like, you're in this jam. And it was really very lovely, but also different than I think any other jam of the night and, and, and maybe of the tour. It was just totally different sonic elements um, from what I could tell. And I, 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 can't, I haven't heard it yet. I can't wait. I can't wait. And especially because I know from the Ghosts of the Forest that this song kind of gets out, gets weird. Yeah. And the notion of it just in my head canon of how it comes into waiting all night is pretty exciting. So yeah. I'm curious how that went down. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. And I like, you just needed, I was just waiting for Branford Marcellus to be somewhere ah. in there. Um, but yeah, it was really good. The waiting all night again, like, yeah, good song. And I, I like that song quite a bit. Um, it was just, I think at that point in the set, you're wondering like, what's, where's this, you know, how's this going to resolve this set? Is it, you know, three or four songs or is there something else happening? And um, I thought the, you know, the Waiting All Night and the Ghost were good. The Ghost got very dirty, like very fast, which is cool. Um, I have to say the Santos, like that might be the song that I want to hear the most live at this point because Trey's soloing on this one and the last time they played it in Charlotte, I think, is just absolutely insane. Um, like, yeah. you know, four three or four different rock peaks but like really just really like shredding solo you know it's a little bit shocking um so that was a really cool way to end the set yeah they're clearly having a great time with that song the charlotte one was outstanding um i, I will think he's like yeah good well I, I was gonna say looking back at the at the show and taking into account your comments you know we have ghost we have ruby waves which does get a little long we have certainly blaze on we have 46 days and everything's right. All of those have uh, pretty significant jams, even if they don't make the the 20 minute chart. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a lot for one for a Saturday night show. I think that's uh, that, that's a pretty good high water mark. And uh, and I, I also uh, remembered something. I did hear a little bit of uh, weak pog jamming in that early mm -hmm. in the Ruby Waves jam. I just want to throw that out there, but nice. maybe that's just yeah. me. Um, yeah, so they, they left you all with all of that and then come out for you enjoy myself encore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which was again, like the timing of it all was interesting. I don't know if they were like, they realized they had more time or, or, or what, but, um, they, you enjoy myself is great. You know, everyone, it's interesting to watch the fans this tour because they're clearly those people who, you know, unlike you and I like go out to see fish once or twice a year and don't pay attention that much in the in-between times, right? So, like, you know, Ruby Waves or Beneath the Sea of Stars kind of catches people by surprise. And then, of course, to enjoy myself, everyone in the place is, is, is back back in it, you know? Um, and it was it was fun. It's always fun. That song is great. And after the vocal jam, I think 
I saw Trey look over and, and they kind of like seemed like maybe he was checking, like, do we have time? And then they brought out the acapella mics and they did grind. Um, and the grind, they were all looking at the, I didn't realize, I was wondering how they actually remember the numbers for grind. And so they were looking at a piece of paper on the ground, they, you know, for the number of days or right. whatever. And uh, they, they kind of, all four of them kind of messed up the, and they were laughing and, um, it was, a, it was a funny way to end a show. And, and right after the show, I saw I talked to several people. One person was like, that was so much better than Friday night. And wow. that's, I, I, that was not the way I experienced it, but I, I can see that perspective. Um, I think there was like a lot of great moments. Um, but, you know, like we've been saying, these moments, like they come pretty quickly and then they go pretty quickly. So there were like several of them, you know? Yeah, um, well, that's like life. You've got you've to grab them while they're there. Um, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's going to fly right by. And I, I yeah, I, I think that contrast of the Friday and, yeah. and Saturday shows, I don't think it's fair to put them head to head, although it's obvious and, and easy for people to do because that's what fish fans do. They're very different shows so far from what I can tell. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think I'm sure that now that I'm heading back to DC, I'm sure that tonight's show will be the perfect mix of the two and, and beyond um, every everybody who stays behind will thank you for leaving because they will they will drop the biggest drop tonight yeah cool that'd be <laughs> great um so yeah man you know it's it's a funny thing um i have to write the fishnet review for the for the show last night and i'm still like kind of wrestling with it but i think this like what we're talking about today seems to kind of capture it but this this new these new songs are really just varying up the selection and the set list so much that I think it's a little bit less predictable even than, than fish usually is, you know? And yet just the other night, somebody got a full five for five on their pick five. So did they really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't remember who it was, but I saw it on the Twitters and that was amazing. So shout out to you, whoever you are. Um, um, the one thing we yeah. didn't talk about is that they played the song, a song that you like called Rogue. Some call it that. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed that Roger. It's uh, it's really good. <laughs> it, was, it was it was very pretty. Um, all right, well, Jonathan, we gotta. Well, I don't know. Actually, I was gonna say we gotta listen to Ruby Waves, but do you do think it? everyone has heard Trey shred this Santos solo by now? Uh, maybe, but it's entirely your call, RJ. You're the oh, guest. Man. This is too hard. Flip a coin. Um, all right, Ruby Waves. All right, Ruby it. Waves Jam. That'll be it. All right, everybody. Uh, it's Thank you for listening. We're going to leave you some of the Ruby Waves jam, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the show that RJ missed tonight. So thanks, <laughs> RJ, for joining me. <laughs> thanks, Enjoy RJ. your train ride. Bye.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time, thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story, made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Hi, I'm Ben Sawyer, and I'm the co-host of the Road to Now podcast on the Osiris Podcast Network. Each week, my partner Bob Crawford and I speak with experts to discover how history has shaped the politics, culture, and economy of the world we inhabit. I'm a history professor and stand-up comic, and Bob is a founding member of the Avett Brothers with a deep knowledge of history and theology. Together, we work to bring history to the public in a way that is informative, accessible, and, we hope, entertaining. You can find the Road to Now podcast anywhere you get this Osiris podcast or on our website at www.theroadtonow.com. That's www.theroadtonow.com. We hope you'll join us on the road and that you thoroughly enjoy this episode of our fellow Osiris podcast. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.